0: Well, hey friends! This is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. I hope you're having a great day, and I hope you're enjoying this series with Bob Berg, the author, the co-author of The Go Giver, a little story about a powerful business idea. Well, in this episode, we're going to continue my conversation. It's a four-part conversation with Bob, and in this episode, we dive further into the book, of course, and we discuss the the behind the scenes character development and why some of these messages are in there and, and what led up to these messages and and we expand on the points of the book we expand on the the 5 laws of stratospheric success so without further ado let's dive into it let's jump into it I keep saying dive and jump i'm sorry but That's just my way of saying, let's get to it. This is my interview, second part of my interview with Bob Berg. All right, well, let's dive into the Um, go-giver. Of course, we've got the five laws, the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. Um, Which law do you believe is the hardest to understand and put into practice and why?
1: Well, probably the most difficult for most people to put into practice is the law of receptivity. And yeah. that's because, you know, we, we hear so we get so many bad messages, negative messages from the world about money, about success, about prosperity. Yeah. And so, you know, that gets into the mind that gets into the psyche, into the the unconscious. Yeah. And so there are so many I won't even say mixed messages about money, more negative messages about money. So I, I think that's one of the, the most difficult uh, uh, things. And we often here, people say that you know the first four laws. Wow, got them right away. the The fifth law took me a while to to really get my arms around. And we've actually heard people say that this that the that that chapter in the book gave them permission for the first times time in their lives to understand why it was righteous to receive, why it was good to receive. And we, you know, of course, we take that as a compliment, but we feel badly that that is the way of the world. That that. Uh, you know, someone who's out there, uh, looking to provide value to the world, uh, you know, is looked down upon. (laughs) And, you know, so, so often, but the, 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 um, foundational principle is the, the, the law of value. Mm -hmm. And this one, which says, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. It, it's it's a little counterintuitive and sounds almost counterproductive when you first hear it. Mm-hmm. What? If more in value than I take in payment, I, I, I'd go broke that way, wouldn't I? And we simply, <laughs> we have to understand the difference between price and value. Uh, price is a, a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, value, on the other hand, is the relative or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder? In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea that brings so much value, uh, so much worth to the other person that they will gladly exchange their money for it and be ecstatic that they did while you make a very healthy profit? And it might be someone, uh, you know, in your your network marketing organization and they have a, a you know, it could be personal care or weight management or loyal's who knows but whatever it is the the product itself this person who's who's purchasing it let's say as a retail customer they are purchasing it because they believe that the value they are receiving for it is of great is greater than the financial price they're paying for it. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about sales and we talk about selling, we need to ask the question, what is selling? Because so many people say, oh, I can't sell, or I don't wanna sell, I don't like selling. Well, that's because they're looking at selling as something you do to someone, not as something you do for someone. Mm. People often think, well, sales is trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want or need. No, that's called being a con artist. That's not being a salesperson. <laughs> I define selling, Eric, simply as this. It's discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires and helping them to get it. Mm. When you do that, now we reframe selling. We look at selling in a in a totally different way. I, I often say when I speak at a conference, you know, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. They're not going to buy from you because you need the money and they're not even going to buy from you because you have a great product or service that you think they'd benefit by. They're going to buy from you because they understand that it is more valuable to them to do so than to not do so. And in a free market based economy where characterized by no one being forced to do business with anyone else, that's the only reason why they should buy from you. And that's great because it 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 ensures that we the salesperson are always going to have our focus in the right place. And that is them. Mm -hmm. And that's why we say that money is simply an echo of value. Yeah. It's the thunder to values lightning. Right. So the, the, when you focus on the other person, not focused on building your business, not focused on making the not focused on the money, but focused on bringing value to them. Mm -hmm. And they know that's your focus. Now much more open to you, to the, your product. And then it's up to you, of course, to connect the benefits of your your product or service with their wants, needs, and desires. That's what the law of value is all about. Yeah. I love the word discovering
0: that you mm. used right in the beginning mm. because it's 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 almost like a an investigation. It's getting curious about the other person. It's about asking questions. I'm always much more comfortable asking other people questions than I mm-hmm. am talking about myself and uh i find i learned very early on in in dale carnegie human effectiveness uh the importance and of asking questions and uh and and, and getting to understand an understanding a deep understanding and you're you you know the other person's you know sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop always okay <laughs> you know okay he's asking questions where is this going is he when's the pitch coming when when is he going to ask me for my money And hopefully by the time you've asked enough questions, the guard has come down enough uh, that the other person really does truly feel that they've been heard and that they've Mm -hmm. been been listened to so that you can then offer them something that they've truly do
1: need and want. Well, one of my old mentors, Harry Brown, who I know for a while lived in in your town of uh, Nashville. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he used to say that if you've, if you've, Done your discovery correctly, and you've done the right job of matching. You know your the benefits of your product or service with what that person wants. Then the close is simply a natural extension. You're simply asking that person to take action on something that they've already told you they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all it is. So yeah, and so it's it's really all about. Genuinely and authentically caring about that other person, you know, Simon Sinek and his, his great book, Leaders Eat Last, uh, d- to me, provided the best definition of the essence of trust. He said trust is a biological reaction to the belief that someone has our well-being at heart. Mm. And I think people know, and this is whether it's a whether, it again, whether it's your prospective customer or whether it's it's 2000 or 20,000 people or 50 people or five people on your team who you are leading, they have got to know that they've got to believe that you have their well-being at heart.
0: Mm. That's huge. I, I really hope our our team heard that. This whole concept of trust is a big deal because we talk in the Courage Cast and the Courageous Community about fear and mm-hmm. how fear gets in the way uh, of 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 trust. And uh, we we can't trust another person if we don't believe that they have our best interest in, in mind because then our guard will always be up right on. I love it. Um, I want to, I want to talk about specifically our audience, the people that listen to the podcast, the people that are on our team, I'd say 99% of them are part-time stay at home moms. Many of them have busy families. Many of them struggle when they hear someone talk about quote unquote business and they will recoil uh, when they begin to find themselves, start using these business principles, um, because it just doesn't feel like them. You know that this is something that the good old boys do. This is sort of a guy, a man's world, and how men, you know, typically will go about doing business. But but speak to speak to stay at home moms. Speak to. Try to as best you can put yourself in their shoes, where they're coming from. they they have authentic relationships with other women, other moms, mm-hmm. and how do you how do you speak the go giver principles into them? Is it a good fit for them, and why?
1: Oh, it's a it's a fantastic fit. Just you know, from all the feedback I receive, mm-hmm. and uh, because really it is about relationships. <laughs> you know, I mean that that is what it what it's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. There is no natural dichotomy between friendship and business. Mm-hmm. Because remember, if your goal in business is to serve your customers and your customers can be again, retail customers or your customers can be team members. Uh, if your goal, if your business goal is to serve your customers, you're, you're making friends out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think what we need to do when we, if, if we, hear a word like business and recoil i think what we need to do is tell ourselves a different story about it just like nicole martin in the book mm-hmm. uh the who we call the ceo right. who who grew up with the you know the idea that you were either wealthy or you were righteous right mm-hmm. and she had to tell herself a different story because she had an opportunity to find a way to serve millions and millions of people with the uh uh, with the product that she developed, the educational product, and she almost uh, sabotaged herself. Right. But instead, she told herself a different story. She yeah. said, yeah, it's business and great. And by the way, business and again, in a free market based environment where where uh, it's always voluntary, people voluntarily do business with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's the most benevolent Form of economics, the most uh, uh, benevolent form a society can take. Because again, it's always people doing business willingly with one another yeah. and that's a great feeling to have so yeah. embrace that embrace it. it's a business it's a fun business it's a relationship-based business and what are you doing you're helping people you're helping them build self-confidence you're helping them feel good physically yeah. feel good about themselves you're helping them financially and so uh yeah i think it's feel something to celebrate. start
0: telling your story yeah start telling that that story of this is something i'm doing that's really really good for these other people and mm-hmm. my friends and and um you know it what will happen is is a natural response will be people will be interested in 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 this product as well because of sure because of the benefits well, that's a good place to stop with Bob Berg, my conversation with the co author of the go Giver. love hearing these inside stories, these insights, and further expansion of the book and what went on and what his deeper meaning was behind. The book, and tomorrow it's going to be just like it. We're going to dive into some other things that that he had intended with the book, or even hadn't intended with the book, that will um, will be surprising. Uh, what the response was like. So, I'm excited to share with you more of my conversation with Bob Berg, and that we'll get to that tomorrow. And then, of course, on Friday we'll finish up with a fourth part of my conversation. Well, that's it for me, friends. If you like what we're talking about here, you can share about it and participate in the conversation at CourageousCommunity.com. Go to the Facebook group there and uh, start talking about what you like, what you didn't like, what impacted you about what Bob said in this interview in this part of the conversation. And also give us a rating and review on iTunes. Share and subscribe on iTunes. That's the best way to listen. I love hearing your reviews. And uh, the more reviews we have, the more, con- the more people find us, find the Courage Cast and participate. So thanks so much, friends, for your involvement in that and sharing that. And lastly, If you would like, you can sign up for our email list, and we will send you a free one-hour download of Who I Am in Christ that you can listen to and resonate with what God says about you in Scripture, what He says about Himself and what He says about you, and uh, you'll hopefully be able to see faith rise and fear be diminished. And that's the goal, is for all of us to have the courage to press on and pursue the things that we are doing. The ordinary becoming extraordinary. So I appreciate you, friends. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again on another episode of Courage Cast.